Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Good evening, all you beautiful people. I see you, Doug and Ardrossan, tapping your foot along to that music that we got playing, a good old rock and roll that gets you going for inside sports. Maple Leafs and Jets, 2-0 for Toronto. Six and a half minutes left in the first period. Shots are 9-2 for the Leafs. Austin Matthews has his 24th of the season. Zach Hyman has his 12th. The Jets challenged that one for goalie interference. They did not win the challenge. They got a penalty as a result. They were able to kill it off. But first place showdown there, Maple Leafs up 2-0 on the Jets. Now 6-18 left in the first. Can the Buffalo Sabres finally win a game? They have not won since dinosaurs roamed the earth. They lead Philadelphia 2-0 with four and a half minutes left in the first period. You may remember they had a 3-0 lead a couple of days ago going into the third period. They lost in overtime. They have not won in 18 games. They have three points over that time. They got some overtime and shootout losses along the way. The Sabres have the lead tonight. Former Edmonton Oil King Curtis Lazar has his fifth of the year. Sam Reinhart has his 13th of the season. We'll keep you updated on that one. Coming up later on tonight, it is the Flames and the Canucks identical records, 16, 18, and 3. Those teams would have to win at least two-thirds of their remaining games to make the postseason. That, that's just to have a shot at the postseason. Even that wouldn't guarantee them. They're in tough. They're going to play each other tonight. The Wild and Sharks will get going at 8.30. It's the Kings and Golden Knights at 8. Also, the Coyotes up against the Avalanche. Uh, the Avalanche, of course, looking very good at 22, 8, and Four. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. I'm happy to hear from you on the CertainTeed hotline, CertainTeed Professional Grade Building Materials. It is 780-496-0063. Maybe you want to talk about Connor McDavid being fined $5,000 for the elbow on Jesperi Kotkaniemi last night. David Bowles, who works in our news department, sent me a screen cap. I think that's what the kids call it. Apparently somebody, and I, I don't really know what this is. It's like GoFundMe or change.org or helptheuniverse.ca. Apparently somebody started one of these to help McDavid play his fine, uh, pay his fine, which I think he will be fine. But from the what he posted, uh, somebody donated $10. I think Connor can afford it, and uh, I think Connor is okay with it. But to discuss that and more, we welcome to Inside Sports our weekly guest, powered by Sentinel Storage, Shop Canadian, Store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca, NHL on Rogers analyst Kelly Rudy. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Reading yourself? I'm doing very well. It's nice to see you. So you are uh, you're on location at the rink tonight. Well, I guess that's always your location. Yes, so we're call calling it off the monitor, and it's a 
8.30 start mountain time, so it's uh, a long afternoon. How's that sound? But I, it's, a, it's a different world, and we all have to get used to it, right? Well, that's that's when you're just hitting your – that's your prime hour of the day, Kelly. You, you <laughs> get better as the day goes on. Your energy builds. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fact, you're not wrong there. I am not a morning person whatsoever. And uh, and so it's always been that way for me uh, my entire life. You know, being a guy that basically has to start his job at 7 or 7.30 or 8 at night, but, uh, that's kind of how my body clock works. And, and uh, yeah, I, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Now, don't get me wrong, as a broadcaster, I certainly don't mind a 1 o'clock game in the afternoon or 3 o'clock and home for dinner and good to go. But nonetheless, uh, the late starts certainly don't affect me or bother me. Yeah, well, a uh, big game for uh, for those two teams. Obviously, their yeah. playoff chances are, are pretty slim at this point. Yes. The Oilers, uh, I mean, just terrible game last night, obviously. Yeah. But a lot of us are talking about Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid being fined $5,000, which shouldn't affect his bottom line. <laughs> but uh, look, I'm just wondering where you thought, you know, Rob and I talked about it last night. We, we thought, yeah, it's an aggressive play. It was a penalty. We, we certainly didn't think there'd be a, a suspension, but it, it, there's a bigger discussion here around, uh, you know, when a star player does that, it's going to create this sort of a discussion. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I didn't think it was worthy of a, a fine either. I, you know, I was good just with the penalty in the game, and uh, I didn't think it needed anything, any uh, further discipline. But uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting conversation. I know I've been listening to talk radio today, and it's about uh, our does the NHL do enough to protect its star players? And uh, there's plenty of opinions on both sides. And I think for the most part, they do. Um, I don't really think that they need to go out of their way even more so. Uh, I know people compared to the NFL and the NBA that they think they do a better job of protecting the players. But our history has always kind of been that way, you know, where the star players do have to fight through a little bit more than uh, in other leagues. And and it's not something recent either. You know, I, I talked to Harry Sinden about this many years ago that uh, – if you watch the Boston Bruins uh, in their heyday and Bob Yor and Phil Esposito and all those players, I mean, they had to fight through a lot. They were not given, uh, you know, free reign to do whatever just because he was Bob Yor and uh, Phil Esposito was leading the world in goals. And it was still a, a tough league. And, you know, there have been stretches in it where certainly the league has done a little bit better of, uh, you know, uh, protecting those players. But it's also not really in our in the DNA of the game. You know, there was a lot of complaints uh, for the 2005-2006 season after the, the lockout of 20 or, yeah, 2004 and five that, you know, that wasn't the brand of hockey that we're used to, right? They're, they're calling every single call and uh, it wasn't the game that we had fallen in love with or knew. And so I, I really go back to this that I just think that the players have to fight through. I'm not suggesting that everybody can take a free shot at Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews or Patrick Kane or any of the star players that we have, but there is an element where they have to fight through. And uh, there was a little bit of frustration last night by McDavid. I don't mind that passion. And, uh, you know, I think that in a game like that, where it was a route right from the beginning that, uh, you know, that's a good game to maybe take out a little bit of your frustration. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to me because I, I agree. We we talk about well, 
there there should be the, the penalty should be enforced. The rule book should be called the way it is. Yeah. But then nobody wants a game with ten power plays for one team and eight for the other either. I still think we have to. We, I guess, I'm talking about the the hockey yeah. community as a whole. We need to yeah. decide what needs to be enforced more stringently and what doesn't. But yeah, I, I don't have a, a problem with McDavid doing that. Um, you know, I don't. I I think he was trying to obviously make an aggressive play yeah. to him. I think the head stuff was kind of. I don't think he went in there thinking he was going to no. attack the head, which is why it was, it was just yeah. fine. And but I mean, you you played for and against some of the biggest stars in the game, as did Rob, who I talked to all the time. And Rob also yeah. said there's a line where, okay, should Dave Semenko back in the day or Marty McSorley mm-hmm. back in the day jump in every time, or you know nowadays Cassian or whoever jump in every time? Yeah. But Rob also says. Like some of the star players, like they want to look after themselves. They don't want to be the the poor little flower that needs to be helped every time their body checked, right? Well, and and you have to manage the game within the game for those guys that you're talking about, the the tougher guys, because if you're just going to jump in every time, then you're potentially going to put your team down a man and or take away a potential power play. And so, and those are situations that they have to read. The other thing I, I wanted to mention this because I was thinking it today when I went for my drive and about this whole conversation, the one thing I think the league has done a, a really good job of in comparison to say four or five years ago, all the slashes to the hands and, and now anything in the, in, in or around the hands, that's an automatic two-minute penalty, no matter how, you know, insignificant the contact is. You know, anytime a, a player uh, gets his stick in the opposing puck carrier's hands, that is an automatic two-minute penalty. And it, and I think that it's taken away, and, and that's a good thing, because it's taken away a lot of those slashes that uh, guys used to get away with. I, I think it was about five years ago, I remember on a – hockey night broadcast during the playoffs uh and i said something i've never seen more slashes to the hands in my entire life and i've been around the game since 1980 right and so i think the league recognized it as becoming a bit of an epidemic it was a way to defend and it wasn't getting called very often at all and it was leading to a lot of injuries i I know johnny goodrow had a broken finger there are many other players that had uh, severe injuries uh, to their hands because of it and so in terms of protecting the star players and all players, I think that the league has done a great job of taking away that uh, that play that was... Uh, I, I didn't think the, the game needed that at all. I thought it was a, a really terrible part of our game. Was it Mathot that Crosby yeah. slashed him and then remember the skin was all hanging off? Right? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. And, and there were plenty of really gruesome injuries. I remember and thinking, man, the league's got to do something about this because it is really bad right now. See, but but see, this is the, the thing. We all have our own version of how hockey should be. Yeah. And no two people will agree on everything because when, when I watch, and I've actually had this conversation with, with my dad a lot over the years, and he, he has brought it up so often. It's, I probably watch for it more than for other things, but I call cross-checking. Like, just call any any cross-check from behind. Like, I'd be fine if that was out of the game. If you're in such bad position or another guy is shielding the puck that the only yeah. play you have is to cross-check him in the lower back, whether it's near the boards or not, call that. Like, that's the thing. That'd be the first thing I would take out of the game. And see, you're talking about something else. So, I, yeah, I don't, there's never going to be a consensus problem. 
yeah, you're right. And it's certain things bother us more than others, you know? Uh, and and it seems like uh, a cross check to me in certain places, depending the severity of it, of course. But uh, I can live with the odd little cross check to the low back, you know, might throw a guy off balance or something, but it's not something that's going to cause some sort of uh, terrible injury in most cases. But yeah, it is funny how certain things bug us and others that yeah, I can live with that. It's no biggie to me. Yeah. Well, see, as a former goalie, you probably just want, like, the nets smaller, right? Like, just little, <laughs> just little tiny nets. <laughs> on the contrary, I've been on this for a long time, and I know I'm not ever going to get my way, and I know Ken Dryden uh, uh, had uh, had written an article, geez, I think it's about a month ago now, but he thinks the nets should be bigger, as do I, because the equipment is enormous. And, uh, and to me... I'm all for protecting the goalies. There's no question about it. And we don't need uh, injuries because the goalies are uh, having all these uh, uh, injuries because of the velocity of the shots. But look at some of these guys. I mean, you, you see the goalies off the ice and they are extremely slender and, uh, and you put them in the net and they are huge. And that has nothing to do with protection. That is simply based on bulk. Which way would you expand the nets then? Wider? Or also higher, uh, I'd do both. You would eh? not, 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 not significant. I'm not talking like uh, three inches, uh, but uh, probably an inch or more both ways, and see so anything how that... that hits the post now would go in. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm pretty certain, Reed. That's never going to happen. That's just my belief. That's what I, I wish would happen. And I would use it more as a threat to all the goalies that uh, if we don't start reducing the size of the equipment, once again, with safety in mind, then that's what I would do. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, before I let you go, uh, I mean, look, I, I said last night the best thing about the, the game yesterday for the Oilers was that it ended. <laughs> I mean, would you have a... It was just a complete wipeout. I don't know what happened. I don't know if that was an effect of the, the weird road trip or finally knowing there's a plane ride home. I don't want to give them an excuse, but, I mean, something was they, – they didn't have a scoring chance the entire game. Yeah, and that is a bit of a problem right now for the Oilers. I don't think they're putting enough pucks to the net in the last uh, – uh, in their recent play anyways. And that's that's something you can fix pretty darn easily. But I think, it, you know, you said you're not making an excuse for them, but that is the reality, honestly. Like, sometimes after a long road trip and an emotional road trip where you had the games with the Leafs and, and uh, you know, back-to-back, -back and you're like, man alive, I just want to get home. And, and I've lived the life, right? Like, there are certain times when at the end of a road trip, you're not mentally engaged as much as you, you need to be. And, and, and uh, although you're not proud of your performance, it's, it's a good feeling getting back on the plane for sure. Uh, quickly. I mean, a tough spot for the flames. They, they basically have to win two thirds of their games and even that might not be enough. Yeah. I, it seems unlikely, maybe impossible i mean just based on uh, what we've watched all season long that they just can't find that consistency it's it's interesting though with daryl sutter as coach there are stretches during the game where you say okay if they play like this they could they can have some success but the problem is 
they only play like that for seven minutes and then they go back to not playing very well they're not committed for the next uh, nine minutes and then they'll find it again for four minutes and then it disappears and that's just not a formula that uh, will ever have success in this league so once they start to play some 60 minute games or 65 minute games then they can maybe find their way out of this but i think it's far too late yeah Kelly, have a good broadcast tonight, buddy. We'll do this again next week. Really appreciate it. Okay, my pleasure. Thanks, Reed. Take care, bud. Former goaltender, now with the NHL on Rogers, Kelly Rudy, weekly guest on Inside Sports, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. How do you feel about the McDavid fine? 780-496-0063. Phone lines are open. Appropriate. Do you think he should have been suspended? Do you think it should have been ignored? And just the fact that he did it, are you angry, proud, indifferent? <laughs> you can let me know. Inside Sports on Chet. They'll practice tomorrow. They play Friday. Connor McDavid fined $5,000 for the elbow on Jesperi Kotkaniemi last night. We have Lars, one of the funniest men on the planet, on the line, 780-496-0063. Lars, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> I should pay you for that. Um, do, the, do the refs get reviewed? They have to, right? Like by NHL player safety? Because of course. Well, by the, by the officiating department, yes. Yeah, it's so hard to watch game in and game, and I feel like such a homer, but to just see him hooked and slashed and hooked and slashed and, and interfered with again and again and again, I'm like, eventually, do they have to start firing some of these reps? Because it is it is impossible to watch, and I can't imagine how it would feel for Connor McDavid. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm glad he didn't just hit him right in the head, but, he, you know, he's like, what choice does he have if he's not doing something like that? Yeah, well, you know how the ref reviews work, right? I mean, we'll see who gets no. to do the, the playoffs. And they did tell the guy his career was over, but that was for a different thing. Uh, what, yeah. what did you think of the open mic thing, by the way, Lars? I mean, you're you're, and I mean, you, we should let people know you actually are a professional comedian, which is why I gave you that introduction. I feel like that open mic stuff might be stuff uh, <laughs> you could work into a bit. <laughs> uh, what a, I mean, what a surprise! How? Because that stuff had to have happened before. The fact that he got caught doing that is, I mean, I think it's fun, especially with the guys who have some fun with it. But to have, I love it. And, and I, I know that it probably won't happen, but I would like the, there to be a ref press conference after. I would like you guys to be able to ask the refs some questions and, and not to be like to put them under a microscope all the time. But to say, hey, did you feel like you missed a couple of calls there? Because it's so blatant. I like it's it's aggravating for me. I can't I can't imagine. But it's hilarious. It's so funny. All right. I, I'm going to I'm going to touch on that a little bit more uh, about refs doing interviews, because I have touched on that in the past. But I want to get into that a little bit more. OK, here, Jim from Red Deer has also called in. Jim, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor and just hang on until after the news. Uh, but I'm doing you a favor as well because I don't want to. I don't want to cut you short. I want to let you get you get your full time in. Phone lines are open seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can go talk about the McDavid fine, uh, the officiating in the NHL. Kelly and I were talking about things we'd like to see enforced more. We didn't even agree on that. Everybody has their own idea. You can let me know yours. We're back after the news.
So coming into tonight, the Leafs lead the Jets by a point for first in the North. The Leafs also have a game in hand, and they have a 2-0 lead after the first period tonight in Winnipeg. Shots are 14-6 for Toronto. Buffalo with a goal from former Oil King Curtis Lazar leading the Flyers 2-0 early in the second period as the Sabres try to finally win a game. The Oilers' next game is Friday, 5.30 face-off show game at 7 as they take on the Calgary Flames. 780-496-0063 is the Certainty Hotline. Jim, thanks for holding on there through the news. I want to make sure you can get your full thoughts in. Go ahead, my man. Thank you, Reed. It's been a long time. Reed, I'm happy to hear from you. Yeah, let's talk about Tiger Woods for a quick moment. Anybody else sure. in Tiger Woods, we know exactly what happened, but because it's Tiger Woods, thou shall not talk about Tiger Woods. Now, as far as the orders go, uh, the only ones to blame last wait night. Wait a minute. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. What, 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 what are you suggesting is being hidden? Well, I'm saying that they're hiding and then they're using the, the privacy. Anybody else that caused that accident, I'm sure there would have been no privacy uh, held whatsoever. Because of his fame and what he does, they're not going to give any information away if they don't have to. Oh, you're just saying in general. You're just saying in general that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. As far as the game last night, uh, it, it was totally on the players. I don't think the coaches had anything to do with it. Uh, these players should know that every game is important. You shouldn't have to tell them and you shouldn't have to babysit them. They got their butts kicked last night and, and they deserved it. Uh, I'm a little concerned with the goaltending still. Uh, I said at the very beginning of the year, and I made a bold statement, and I like your opinion on it. I said for the orders to get a top-notch goalie or a center or whatever they needed, they needed to get rid of a player. And the player I'm going to pick to you is because the one is it's one that I don't believe the orders will be able to sign, and that's uh, Mr. Nurse. I think you'll get tops for him. You'll get what you want, but they're just not going to be able to sign him, and then I would keep uh, Nuge over Nurse. Wow. Well. Well, I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they would trade Nurse in the next two weeks, given the type of season that he's having. And then even if you get a good forward for him, I, I still think that weakens the defense score quite a bit. Well, and like I said, maybe not this year, but they got to do something because they're not going to. And maybe next year's better. I don't know. They're not going to sign him. They, they can't afford it. They can't afford to sign every player. And I think that we've got some young defensemen coming up. And I think that you have to give somebody good in a trade to get somebody good. And I think that's one of the players we could we could afford to get rid of. All right. Appreciate it, Jim. It's always good when All you right, call, man. Okay. 780-496-0063. You know, I, I, I don't think the Oilers are actually going to make a major trade in the next, well, we're less than two weeks away from the, the deadline now. But the flat cap and some of the players they have to resign is is concerning, and and then they could lose somebody simply because that player might look for more elsewhere. I, I would think Nurse has moved even higher on the priority list than he was though for General Manager Ken Holland. We have Brian standing by. Brian, go ahead. Hey, Reed. Uh, yeah, just a comment. Yeah, you asked about uh, McDavid deserved uh, to get penalized last night uh, or or suspension. Yeah, a penalty for sure. But uh, the guy, the guy was frustrated. I mean, uh, you know, he just took it out on the nearest person that was there. And I mean, really, uh, there was no, there was no uh, injury on the play. I, I don't even know if he actually got his head. So 
sorry, we lost you there for a second, Brian. The, the last thing I heard you say was, I don't know if he really got his head. Really? Sorry? Yeah. We, we lost you there for a second. Maybe finish that thought about the uh, McDavid play. Yeah, just uh, I don't even know if he actually got the head uh, on the play. Did he? Did he actually hit the, the player on the head? I, I think he did on the follow through. I mean, they they've slowed it down, which is it makes can every make every hit look a little worse. It looked like he went shoulder to shoulder and then kind of drove his arm up and 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 got him in the head. Yeah, he was angry. He was he was aggressive. Definitely a penalty. Okay, you want to find him? Fine. There was no way I thought he was going to be suspended because Brian, as you probably remember, now now if you if somebody wants to debate with me how the NHL handles suspensions as a whole, you can have that. We can have that debate. But if you look at what they did to Alex Chason, Alex Chason cross-checked a player in the face after the game was over. Like to me, that's quite a dirty play. He got one game, so McDavid's not going to get a game for that. That was Brian, 7804960063. Happy to hear from you as well. The uh, was uh, Lars asked about, and this has come up a little bit lately, and it, it seems to come up off and on over the years here. I've been doing the show about referees doing post-game interviews. And the way if, if that ever happened, it would probably be they would be made available to one reporter who covers one of the two teams involved, and he might be able to ask two or three questions. And here's what I often say about this. Now, now, first of all, as someone who interviews people for a living, the more people who are willing to do interviews, the better it is for me, especially on talk radio and on uh, on post-game shows when we have overtime open line. I've referenced this a lot over the years. It was probably four years ago now. I asked Gary, I got to do a one-on-one with Gary Bettman during an intermission when he was at a game at Rogers Place. And... I asked him about refs doing post-game interviews and he just said, no, he said, not all our referees, you know, have English as their first language. And uh, I don't know if there's really anything productive that would come out of it. And that's Gary, you know, he's the master of taking the conversation where he wants to take it and kind of just squashing any ideas that he doesn't like. So fine. That's why he's paid very well paid by the owners of the NHL to do that. I, and again, one of the things I would say is if, if you are the fan base that feels wronged and feeling wronged about referees' calls is not unique to Oilers fans, I don't know if there's anything a referee that is going to say after a game that can help. And I would also think, like I try to think about, okay, if I'm the commissioner of the uh, NHL or the NFL or whatever league might have refs doing interviews or the director of officiating, I don't want a quote out there where a ref or refs are saying repeatedly, well, I didn't have the angle on it, so I couldn't call it. Even though that, that, even though that happens, and I quite frankly, I think it's un- even though there are two referees now in hockey, I think it's unrealistic for every ref to see every infraction all of the time. I don't know if that's a quote that a league would want consistently being out there you know like um i i'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to find like a uh a, a real world example you know where okay i'll go to my blockbuster video days you'll have a laugh at this but think of this you know sometimes you'd get a new movie in 
And sometimes you'd have an employee that really, really wanted to watch it. And you got 40 copies of the movie and you think they might all rent out, but you know, this kid has been, you know, he's part-time, he's going to university or high school all week and he really wants to watch the movie. And you say, you know what, little Billy, take this one on your account tonight. You know, you get a free rental, use this one. You're not going to tell the customers that. And the customers might even know that it happens. Well, I wonder if this last copy is little Billy sitting at home in his basement watching this right now. But you wouldn't say that and put it out there. So we know refs miss calls and have bad angles. But if you're the National Hockey League, do you want quote after quote from referees saying, well, I didn't see a slash. And then there's a video of a clear slash or whatever. And, you know, the referee's in a spot where he couldn't see it. So, I, 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 again, I, I would like it as someone who likes post-game interviews and likes having audio for radio and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know if ultimately it would be productive and if fans would be appeased by it. I mean, you can tell me, you can tell me if I'm wrong. You can tell me. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, the, we got open line, 780-496-0063. Would, would you be comfortable? You've, you've watched the Oilers, and they've lost 3-2. And McDavid looked like he was going to get a shot from 15 feet and he got slashed on the wrist and he lost the puck and there's no call. And you're mad. Would that make you any feel any better if after the game, the referee said, from where I was standing, Shea Weber was between me and McDavid for that split second. I didn't see if he was slashed. Would you think, okay, well, that's hockey. Guys get in the way. Or would you be like, well, the ref's an idiot. He's got to move his feet. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I would think that that wouldn't make most of you feel better. So you'd have the ref doing the interview and you'd have him explain why he didn't make the call. But, or if he just says, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't hard enough. I know I called the slash earlier in the game. That one was, uh, you know, that one was a seven out of 10 for how hard it was. So I called it. I thought that one was only a three. So I didn't call it. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know if that would, if refs doing interviews after games would ultimately make any of you feel better. I do think it could be educational to some extent because as I've learned, well, I was going to say over the years in this job, I've, oh, I've learned over my life as a sports fan, I don't know all the rules in every sport. Surprise, surprise. I, if somebody out there does, good for you. There probably are some former officials or current officials listening who maybe do have know the entire rule books. I don't. And there have been a lot of times, especially – uh, doing Oilers games and then preparing to take your calls and feedback after game where I've looked in the rule book and realized, holy crap, that official made the right call. I didn't know that. And then there've been a couple occasions, quite frankly, where over the years I've communicated that on the air, which is my job. Let's all educate each other. And, and people have still been mad and said, no, no, Reed, not only are the refs corrupt, you're corrupt for not just automatically disagreeing with them. So, you know, if I as a broadcaster can't win, you can't tell me that you're going to let the referees win by further explaining the rules. So ultimately, I think if I could put myself in the NHL's heads, that's why they uh, they don't want the refs doing post-game interviews. I just don't think they they figure that anything positive would ultimately come out, come out of it. Kelly is on the line as well. Kelly, I appreciate you calling. Go ahead. Hey there, Reed. Yes, um... You know, it's just that uh, I'm an NFL fan, I'm an NBA fan, Major League Baseball fan. It seems that those other leagues have done little tweaks to the rules to protect their star players. Okay, and then when I look at the NHL, 
you know, the the play-by-play -play guys, they see everything, the full 200 feet. And I kind of wondered, I've been wondering, why isn't there a couple referees up where those guys are with radio communication to the refs on the ice that say, hey, buddy, there's a, there's a penalty behind the scenes, and I'll tell you all about it. And then he can relay that message down to the ice level so that referee can get the proper call. And no more of this, well, I didn't see it, so I can't call it. Yeah, it's going to tighten up the game, but that's going to make the players uh, stop uh, holding and hooking and grabbing on to the star players. Oh, no, they got somebody up in the sky. I better stop doing that or else I'm going to get the penalty. Well, that that's a fun comment. That would be that would be revolutionary for the NFL. I mean, or for the NHL. And yeah, they have video review. And uh, I mean, NFL and just certainly football has really embraced video review. You see a lot in basketball. Now there isn't as much in hockey. Certainly not for calling penalties. So that, that's uh, that's an interesting idea there from Kelly. Okay, uh, Gabe's up next, but I gotta I gotta get a uh, a break in here. Inside Sports on Chad. You can get me seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. you sign up for the inside sports podcast a drone will drop a canned ham on the roof of your house after the show we got a one-hour special canada and COVID. one year later it'll feature talk show hosts from across the chorus radio network including our very own shay ganham open up about why about what they alongside our listeners have overcome and learned over the last year that is after inside sports at eight o'clock okay our certainty hotline is 780-496-0063 I appreciate Gabe dialing those numbers. Gabe, go ahead, friend. Hey, how you doing today? Having fun? Good. I yeah, am. I just wanted to comment. Uh, you know, it's not a foreign concept. It's not a. It's not a. You know, some long lost theme for for us as Edmonton Oilers fans. Uh, I've sat in the Skyreach Center to the Rexall and and a new place. Uh, you know, to boo a call. Um, and one that's blatant is, is out there, and you look around and you're just like, are you serious? Is this actually happening? So, uh, that being said, I, I just, uh, I think we need to be hesitant about this. Uh, you know, I would, I would say, you know, the way it is, you know, it comes to, you know, to uh, try to officiate or, or trying to, uh, you know, sustain the rules of a game and, and try to have it flow uh, properly and efficiently, uh, is, is uh, you know, something I'm kind of hearing the almost defund the police, but almost defund the referee, like, you know, throw them in front of the population and have them be quote unquote transparent. I, I don't think that's going to do anything for the game. Um, I think that the NHL themselves need to take an inside look and report back. I think the refs uh, don't belong in front of the spotlight. They need to do their jobs um, just like they always have. And, uh, you know, they need to give our guys a break a little bit. Um, you know, especially Oilers. Uh, I don't know what's going on. The main thing that I see here is if a top-notch gentleman player like Mr. Connor McDavid gets to that point, I think that we know there's a problem. Gabe, thank you. Very well thought out. Take care, buddy. 
That is Gabe, 780-496-0063. Good call from him. And we're also going to go to Sean on the line. Hey, Sean, thanks for calling Inside Sports. Go ahead. Hey there. I just wanted to comment on uh, the uh, other caller saying that we should trade Nurse. I personally think that that uh, would be a big, big step back. I think he's, he's, the, he's the future of our D core over Bouchard and Broberg, in my opinion. I think he's taken a lot of steps forward this year. And I think trading yeah. him would be a huge mistake. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But there, there could be a tough decision this summer, and maybe a player that's been on the team for several years uh, might not be back. But I, I don't yeah. think it's going to be Nurse, though. I think he's become uh, that he's. I don't think he's a player they're going to part with here for sure. What, what, what do you, what do you think? I mean, they're now in fourth place. If you go by points percentage, Montreal is just ahead. It doesn't look like they're going to drop out of the top four. Are you are you feeling optimistic? Are you just going to now wait and see for the playoffs? Where are you at? Uh, no, I'm feeling pretty optimistic. Obviously, the game last night wasn't uh, wasn't ideal, but like uh, think every team is going to have games like that. It's not it's not uh, Oilers aren't going to have the best game every every uh, every game that they play. So they'll they'll make playoffs, and I I think. Obviously, we'll have to beat Toronto to get further, but I think we can make it to the second round even further, possibly. But Would you bring Barry back? Uh, de- depending on the contract. I uh, Like I said, I think ner- I think Nurse is more of the future than Barry. But if we could get Barry under under five, which I don't know if he would take, I think we, that would be good for the team. Yeah. yeah, it'd be hard to get him at that number for sure. Hey, thanks, Sean. Have a good night. Yeah, sorry. That is Sean checking in. Appreciate your calls this evening. Hey, we got another hour to go. Inside Sports on Chet. Uh, Mark Kennedy, one of the all-time curling greats, is in the bubble. He has joined Team Botcher. Will he actually play for them? We'll tell you that story. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.